Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joining the phone, I got Vance. Hi, Vance. Good evening. And to my right, I have uh, Steve. Hi, Steve. Hey, Andy. Hey, Vance. How you guys doing? I'm doing just fine. He's Gear Man Steve is in front of Ranger now. And I'm looking right at him. He's in studio, Steve. With, with the decorative lip uh, piercings he has. Yeah, we got some old school painted raptor in there, and I still got that gifted bucktail, so. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's just cut to the chase here. This podcast is brought to you by Fat AZ Muskie Products. FatAZMuskie.com is the website. You can uh, also find us on social media, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Bait-wise, again, I haven't updated anything, and I'm kind of glad I didn't because I really don't have anything. So, um, But what you may find some baits is Team Rhino Outdoors or Muskie Tackle Online. Couple, uh, how, How's Hogan Hut doing if you're going to walk into a store, Vance? Uh, they have limited colors. Okay. Limited colors available, and I think they have about three rubber baits left. Okay. So there it is. Um, that's that's just about all I know on the bait front. I haven't really been making any, but rod holders, uh, been a pretty steady stream. So if you're looking to uh, troll up some fall fatties uh, and you're looking to upgrade the, uh, the old setup there, uh, feel free to reach out to me on any of the outlets that I've previously mentioned. And... Uh, I'll give you the best advice I can. So that's all I've got. Vance? Muddy Creek. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. MCFishandGuides.com. Give us a call. Uh, booking into 2023 right now. Um, so if you know when you want to go next year, or if you have some prime dates that you think you absolutely have to be out on the water for, get a hold of us. Um but we are we're done for 2022 on bookings. Um, just call us for next year, and uh, we'll there's get no you out cancellation there. list. I have a cancel list. Yeah, you can get on that too if you'd like. Get on the train. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it with Muddy Creek. Fishing's cool. Fishing's good. Uh, when you do fish with us, you'll be fishing out of Ranger boats. Uh, Check out all your Ranger boat needs at Vic Sports Center in Kent, Ohio. Um, they sell Rangers. They have some used boats. They sell uh, Tritons. They have Star or no Smoker Crafts. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah. You're Those slipping. Big... Uh, yeah. I, the, well, the, the, the amazing like, Smoker Craft man. The, yeah, the amazing smoker craft man. Well, they changed stuff, you know. The, the pandemic mm-hmm. changed up their their lineup, but uh, the smoker crafts are pretty neat looking. They're like ultimate tin Great Lake boat things. Um, but yeah, check them out. Service whatever you need, and uh, Saint Croix rods, best rods on earth. Give them a fair shake if you're looking for a new rod, uh, and if you could, I'm, I'm, anybody that's in the market looking for rods is literally looking for rods because they are very tough to come by. Um, not everybody's in stock. So but check out St. Croix, uh, great warranty. And that's it for me. That's it for you. But there's something else inside that Ranger that Vic has to offer. Isn't mm-hmm. that true? Mm-hmm. Is it, I'll give you a couple guesses what I'm uh, thinking of. Is it a ceiling? 
<laughs> Close. Is it a wall? Uh, I'm not going to finish the lyrics, but well, I was going to say the window, but yeah, is it a is it a floor you're talking about? It very well might be. Wow. So, what's the one thing in a boat that you touch like 100 percent of the time? The floor. You gotta have. I mean, gravity exists. I mean, unless <laughs> unless Elon figures a way out of that thing, but um, so. If you're literally touching the floor the entire time in your boat, why don't you treat yourself to the best floor on the market? If you're wondering what I'm talking about, yes, it's aqua traction. We're talking about 100% cross-linked closed-cell polyethylene foam. It's 100% stain-resistant. There's no shrinking, no peeling. This is made to your boat using state-of-the-art scanning and CAD software. It will outperform EVA foam of the competition in every category. Non-slip, easy to clean, sound dampening, provides style and comfort. They've got a great turnaround and the best warranty in the industry. So if you're interested in your NR area, which is Pennsylvania, Ohio area, please look up AMF Marine. You are looking for Nick. The email is nick at amfmarine.com. Uh, or just look up Aqua Traction and find your n- local dealer there. Um, great stuff. I love mine. I love looking at it the most because I'm not in my boat. <laughs> so, how about that? So, anyways, I'm juggling cords here. It's kind of weird having uh, another person. Somebody there. Of, with it's you. odd, buddy. I'm telling you, I'm looking around and thinking, this ain't my normal basement setting. It's This is nice. <laughs> it's my basement. <laughs> yeah, so it uh, it's, it's definitely different, but... Um, uh, anyways, as promised, we will be doing the uh, the first of three bait reviews this mm-hmm. year, and it just so happens. Now, how did you? I'm gonna go to Steve. Oh, Steve, hit up your plugs. I'm all screwed up. Uh, over well, here. My, my plugs always the same. Sh fishing sticks, uh, Scott. And again, you talk about Saint Croix, Croix rods. Excellent. Uh, a rod builder uses uh, Saint Croix blanks, but I use any other blanks. I've had him do a lot of different custom uh, work on different blanks, but. Uh, are there any junk blanks out there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just wondering because... How long, how long you want this show to go if you want me to start naming them? But, uh, yeah. are, are, do are, it. Are catfish rods good from Walmart? Well, you know, I do have a few, uh, actually, Bass Pro catfish rods, 11-footers that I use for my side rods trolling. Not that I troll much, but... So I guess they have their place, but it's that casting that, that in my opinion, is one that... Uh, you're going to go all in that that's the rod to to spend your money against to get it custom and balanced and i like them get them tuned for different lures it just it makes the experience really nice so but uh, sa fishing sticks will hook you up he's on facebook like i said he's done some weird projects for me so anything in the works right now i i still have that one fly rod that uh one piece like 13 weight that he's working on and he has a special Butt section that he ordered from, uh, man, Finland, Sweden, somewhere. It, it doesn't even exist in the U.S. He had to special thread the butt section to even screw it on because they have different different uh, threading over there, I guess. So I'm it's waiting for that one. Anymore, and, and what is this going to do for you? As far as? as okay, this what's this fly rod being built to do? Musky fish. So I have, I always talk about that, uh, you know, that Luke Swanson, really beefy, heavy one. Mm-hmm. And then I like to carry a, like a 12 or 13 weight one piece that goes a little smaller flies because uh, Luke Swanson has a 
mean, it'll cast the smaller flies, but it doesn't load as well. So I'd like to carry kind of those two. But yeah. Who who is Luke Swanson's? He's out at uh, Minnesota. He big fly fisherman up there, and uh, he has his own rods. Well, these rods are through Thorn Brothers, but it's his design. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, we talked about it before. It's on a actually medium heavy conventional blank that they lace up with uh, fly guides and a handle. And man, it, yeah, I could talk for a day about that rod too. But uh, I'm a big fan of one piece fly rods. Not easy to find, so a lot of them are custom. Listen to this. I I rolled up uh, to the launch, and my clients were there, and they are from, like, the Connecticut area, and they do a lot of uh, striper fishing, and they love talking about it. And um, they fish from the surf a lot. Yeah. This, yeah. Guy, this guy had, like, a 12-foot rod. Yep. And he had kind of like a popper on the end of it. It was like a top water lure. No, that's what they will. brought for the fish for muskie. Uh, yeah. So they brought yeah, their striper I mean, gear that they fish from the surf, uh, that come out for muskie, huh? Correct. Yes. How they do you thought uh, that it would transition? Did it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. But I was super impressed. Um, at this rod. Cause this guy takes, you know, like a big wind up and he casts it out there. Yeah. And I'm not even kidding. That thing might've went a football field. Okay. Like it, it was a, it was like a <laughs> 300 yard bomb. I'm like, we don't even have to go out today. I was like, you could just aim over there and cast aim over there and cast. You're going to fish 15 acres at a time. And it, <laughs> we were like, I'd like, he had cast, I'd back the boat in parked and was like ready to go and, and the the uh the lure wasn't even in yet from his cast that's how far <laughs> out this thing was okay but like it it was incredible i mean this thing was like like a big huge whip and then this thing's just sailing man it's like just gone oh man I, I, I got so many ways i can go with this right now what what <laughs> reel was on there was it a tuned up abu round reel no no he <laughs> He uh he broke the bank on the stuff a little bit. It was a big like giant pen, and it was a spinning reel. Um, and I forget what the rod was, but he ended up telling me it was a, a very expensive rod. Uh, so I was happy to know that he was super rich. So, and <laughs> wait, you you got to walk back on this. So he's a twelve foot. This ain't a, this isn't a fly outfit. Then this is a spinning rod outfit. It is. Okay. Okay. So he, he's yeah. Okay. You know what would happen if that was me? Every cast would land in a showstopper. <laughs> so then I got to reel in, you know, four hundred feet of line to do it again. You get one clean pop with the popper, and then it goes bonk, and it's just. Well, that's what dead. I was. That's what I was thinking. I was like, man, if this is how this guy normally casts. I'm gonna have to be so far off of these weeds. <laughs> Middle of the legs. So I, hit the I mean, he's edge. just gonna like, he's gonna like hit somebody that's having like breakfast with their wives and husbands. <laughs> just like here comes this like blue and pink popper thing. <laughs> the uh, you start getting calls. They're like, "Why are you fishing so deep? You're gonna kill those fish." And you're like, "Dude, we're hitting the bank." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
we're working docks right now. <laughs> we're smashing them <laughs> in the docks. Uh, we're casting. They're they're hitting in sixty foot of water. <laughs> that's where I have to position my boat to cast back to Bemis Point. <laughs> you know, it's wild though. Those guys catch some monster stripers from shore. They do that actually down in uh, uh, towards Ocean City, in the Indian Inland. There, there's a time when they come running in, and man, it, like mm-hmm. you said, it's the currents whipping. They'll throw out these big spoons or poppers or something, and when those stripers come come in, they'll they'll smash them. So yeah. I, I tend to think that, and maybe I'm oversimplifying this, but ocean tackle seems to be much more simpler than what we make ours out to be. Like, hey, we got this big wooden stick. Just reel it in. Dude, that's how I thought about it, too. Like, ocean fishing is like glorified catfishing stuff. And... What are you using tonight? Big hunk of cookie dough? <laughs> Tomorrow's a bluegill? Mm-hmm chicken liver i mean so here's this guy you know that has this giant rod that you can just whip for miles and then you hand him a musky outfit with a bait caster and it's just completely confusing yeah i'm falling apart i catch 60 pounders regularly and i don't know what to do what you got to put your thumb on this thing so it doesn't (laughs) mess up Why are you having me cast 40 feet? Well, because you're going to get weeds all the time. <laughs> what? There's things that grow in here? Yeah. Yeah, ocean, in ocean fishing, uh, obviously, distance is a premium. <laughs> you're not casting at much structure. You're just covering. But, yeah. yeah, I love the ocean fishing guides that are or guides. I love them, too. They're a dime a dozen. But uh, the ocean fishing guys that fish off of bridges and not just any bridge but like a 40 foot tall bridge <laughs> like enormously like just giant so like cruise ships can fit, fit underneath it you know and, and they're dropping down like you know kit, kitten sized live bait and they're bringing like hey we got a 600 pound goliath on here and you're like, <laughs> yeah, what was your plan what was your plan when it came to the surface yeah and why are you using like a right-of-way for for boat trafficking and why are you cursing at the barge right now that has that is <laughs> that's like, carrying coal <laughs> or containers from the Sioux. I hope my line ruins your 18-foot <laughs> diameter prop. <laughs> He's like reeling up a 600-pound Goliath grouper, and it smashes all the windows in the bridge for the barge. <laughs> yeah, he's just hardlining it like my kids in a bluegill. Just going to not stop reeling until it's on the bridge. <laughs> He got his his buddies filming it like world star vertically, and he's yelling at other people, "Don't touch him! This is a record. Don't touch the rod." Six hundred pounder off a bridge. It's gonna be a line class record. I got twenty five big game on this. He almost touches the bottom of the bridge. He's like, I just got to hit leader. Got to hit leader. The line snaps, and the thing just, like, slowly falls down and lands on the deck, and it's like some protected species. 
this thing's not allowed to leave water, but how am I going to unhook it? Oh, shit. Uh. <laughs> or he does like this panic thing where he has uh. to keep handing the rod off to the other arm as he goes through like the bridge structure. Yeah. <laughs> so he could go like run down to the rocks underneath oh, half a mile to get down to the shore. <laughs> the only thing holding is the knot on the spool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, man. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, you, you bring that up i had to do that once when i caught an atlantic ray off a pier that was about 30 foot off the ground i said i'm not getting this in so i'm i'm actually reaching around people <laughs> myself to the rod till i only got all the way into the beach and this guy says to me oh, oh i know how to handle this don't worry he jumps in the water goes into the water to pick up this atlantic ray <laughs> mistaken it was a stingray yeah it, it's flopping around my line breaks he drops it in the water he dives after it swims away and he i'm thinking what what are you doing i could have beached this thing but no uh thank you for your yeah, service steve, steve Irwin had to jump in head first to show me these, how he's an expert handling these, a <laughs> oh don't worry about this son i know how to handle this yeah. <laughs> and he pulls yeah. out his knife and cuts your line he's like there i've saved you <laughs> oh man no charge this time, but it's $5 on the next for my services. That's when you get those umbrella nets and you, like, lower them straight down. Well, I had one of those, but this thing was way big, bigger than the net because the net was only, like, a two-foot diameter. The sucker wouldn't have fit in there. So, like I said, I'm reaching around heavy set women and everything trying to get all the way down the pier. You could, Like, so. there was, like, the word excuse me doesn't register to them. <laughs> I don't know what I said, but. Fish on. I guess I kept screaming. Move. <laughs> Move. All right. We, 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 get, we so got... that dude dove in the water? Head first in. Because I walked Head it all, first, the, all the way to the like pier. 20 feet? No, 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 no. So I walked As I got around all these people, I was getting to the end of the pier, what was kind of coming up to the beach. <laughs> So at this point, the, the pier was about four feet off the ground. So he, he dove into the surf, and, and this thing's flopping in the surf, and he, he runs kind of across it. He literally scooped it up. It's flopping in his hands. The line broke at this point, and, and he drops it, and the thing scurries actually into shore. He dives on it into shore like a bear trying to get a salmon, and it just Holy swam out and took off. And he, yeah, but he's telling me, oh, I, I got to handle these all the time. He, I mean, he jumped, leaped that railing. Jumped into like two foot of water from five, six feet down, so not too bad. But uh, yeah. too bad he didn't perform what the stick man warning sticker does at the pool. Like, don't dive in Head first. He gets stuck <laughs> in the sand. Break your neck. <laughs> yeah, he dives in when the when the tide's being sucked, sucked back. He's <laughs> <laughs> like just stuck there. Wasn't it? There, wasn't there like an anti drug commercial in the late eighties about being on drugs as like jumping into a swimming pool with no water? <laughs> <laughs> this guy might have been on drugs i don't know <laughs> god that sounds horrible <laughs> i mean touche though if that if that's what it was like it just sounds really bad i would not want to do drugs if that was the case <laughs> <laughs> oh man well we, we've got to get back to business and be professional now yeah we do all right this is our first of three bait review shows all right, the three baits that we test on this show is the Leela Lure Spud. It is not the big giant uh, bait that we 
primarily talked about when we had Greg on the show, but this is the smaller one with the uh, the metal lip. We're going to talk a little bit more about it, but um, so we have that one. The next one is going to be a kind of we brought it back. We had it out for a bit. We never really talked about it, but it's an AZ bait. Now that we have uh, the capability of making our own tails, we've brought the 10-inch Softail Raptor um, as more of a staple in the lineup. So we're going to talk about that. And we have Lactovic Lures. And he, and I, I'm, I'm, this is a Pittsburgh thing, Vance. It's mm-hmm. the Sh- Shadinat. Shadinat. Okay. Yeah, that, and that. And that. And at okay that that is that is doesn't roll off my uh, northern tongue very well. You're an hour and a half away. Yeah, but we're worlds apart. <laughs> well said. <laughs> At least in English. Absolutely, lever, lever, yeah. lever. Mm-hmm. Gum bands, rubber bands, gum bands, rubber bands, tin foil, aluminum foil. Yeah, I know. You sound very trashy. <laughs> and uneducated. That's right, gum bands. That that doesn't sound like insane. <laughs> All right. So the first one we're going to talk about is the spud. Vance, what you have the bait in front of you right now. I have the baits right in front of me. Yes, the bait's right in front of you. This bait is um it has an aluminum lip. It's it's on a pretty steep angle too. It's through wire construction. It is not meant to be like a really super deep diver. It's actually in the uh, conversation I had with Greg just the other night. Um, he he made this to kind of complement his bigger baits because he knows that not everyone can run the big giant baits that he likes to make. So he said, "I got to I got to I got to make this thing a little smaller," and he made it a little bit different. So this is a bait made out of uh, yellow cedar. It has epoxy top coat. There's uh, many layers of epoxy on it. It has a very, very nice finish to it. Um, the I'm looking some more here on this. So a little bit of information. I know we had Greg on the show, but he kind of started making baits, you know, playing around 2017. He got kind of established in 18, you know, one of them like soft starts, like a lot of these baits that we're going to be re- like reviewing the company started. Um this bait is, I'm going to say, more of a production bait. It's a more of a, the economical line that he has. Um, it's a, it's more of a routed bait. I'm going to say, like, so he he uses like a router, cuts out the blank, and then route routers the corners and stuff. Whereas compared to the jammer, which is the bigger bait, there's a lot of hand shaping involved with that. So there's more time, and it's um, you know it's. It's very labor intensive, but nonetheless, he kind of uh, wanted to be. One, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I want to use this. I'm speaking on my terms. Looking at the bait, it's not the way that the lip is. It's not your typical crankbait. The way that it looks, um, very steep, and uh, you know it. It it kind of it. It has from what I saw, the videos was pretty decent action and uh it was a little surprising to me but um it 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 worked and um let's see almost looked like a twitcher 
It sure did. And in fact, I talked to him about that. I'm like, would you twitch this? He goes, no, I mean, if you're going to cast it, it's going to be more of a straight retrieve kind of thing. Um, but but you can you can also twitch anything with a lip. You it, know? If you know what you're doing, you can put English yeah. on anything. But yeah, the, the purpose built of it was not to twitch it. Mm-hmm. But when you hold it and you look at it, you're like, oh, that's a twitch bait. Yeah, that that would be that was like the first thing that you you kind of would think of. Mm-hmm. Um, Vance, describe the color. So the color on this is kind of a golden walleye, uh, a natural walleye, if you will. Um, the color that's the color of it. You want me to get in depth with this? I mean, just kind of give us the overview Do because have... it's not in front of us. Okay, yeah. So that I mean, just for for base, it's it's a it's a walleye. Uh, gold sides, uh, some black accents. It has a gill plate to it. Um, a very, very pure, beautiful white belly, just like stunningly white with no overspray, uh, which is really, really incredible to do because I, I never overspray. That's well, okay, sure. here's something else. <laughs> something else in this little uh, note sheet that I have here. Um, it is, it is written. This was written by, uh, Greg himself. He says, terrible airbrusher. So I use other with quotes techniques to finish lures. So he has like the secret sauce. So he's a bad airbrusher. That's what he says. So he, he's doing something a little bit different than everyone else. So yeah, this, this thing looks nice. Can I go, can I go into that right now or don't go for it? This is the bait review. Okay. So there is something that's unique about this bait. When you look, you pick it up and you look at it. It almost has a lateral line like a real walleye does. Um, like where you would mm-hmm. say like, okay, there's the loin and there's the belly fat. It has a line from like its gill plate all the way down. And if you look at these, these uh, scales in here uh, that he used, they, they almost look like real scales. Like, like there's texture to them. Um, and then you have that lateral line and you roll it all the way down to the belly and it kind of fades. It's, it, it looks very, very natural. And like something that I would say that this isn't an airbrush job, um, but it, it's obviously painted, but there's, there's probably some element of paint to it. I mean, I, it has to be, yeah, but there's I mean, also there's some under undercurrents here of of some things that he must be doing. That, needless to say, yeah. there's a lot of time put into this finish. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this thing's beautiful because I have some of his other baits and they're like regular perch and stuff. He's not a, a bad airbrusher. He's full of shit. He's very very good at it. <laughs> um, so Vance, yeah. do you think this is foiled at all? Is that any foiling or? It foil? almost looks like it. It it looks like a foil thing when you're sitting here and you know if you you like like dork out on baits and collect them and stuff and like to just like play with them like how most musky guys do and that's what i'm doing right now um it looks like a foil job mm-hmm. it's really but it's not it's probably not i'm probably completely off on that but these like it's really 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 cool looking yeah and there's there's depth there's depth there with with this epoxy and stuff the epoxy was you know, when I when I had it here, I looked it over. The epoxy was done pretty pretty cleanly. I mean, it was very clean. Um, you know, nothing uh, nothing stood out like hey, this this spot was missed or what have you. That it was a a nice, well rounded job. Mm-hmm. I so, agree. So, 
that's kind of what it looks like. I mean, we're we're going to be uh, putting also, these. Also, did we say it was seven inches? No, I did say it was smaller, but I didn't say it was seven inches. So yeah, it's it, it's a smaller bait, but some people think that that's a bigger bait. So yeah, yeah it's seven inches, but you know, compared to the jammer, it's like twenty five percent the volume. Like when you start yeah. getting like the difference between a seven inch bait and a ten inch bait, you're like, oh, it's only a couple three inches, but no, there's there's meat on the bones that that you you pick up on that. So this this has a nice profile to it. It's kind of like gently curved and you know. So I uh, think I, I will add the one thing I and, and you might have noticed this too, Vance. The one thing I really liked about his baits, if you look at that front uh, eyelet, if you will, where the front hook goes. It's mm-hmm. 90 degrees to how normal baits have their eyelets. And so from a teeing of the hook standpoint, if you look at that, the way the split mm-hmm. ring goes on, the welded part of the treble will sit perfectly up. So now you can evenly tee the hook versus when you have it the other way, you're kind of offsetting the teeing just to get them equal. So I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty unique on uh, on how he puts that on his baits too. That is uh, that is unique. Yeah, there. It's not a normal hook hanger. It's 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 indexed w- ninety degrees from standard. Yeah, in- yep. Correct of what you're used to doing. Now that brings up uh, a point. Do you tee the hooks on those styles of baits? Does it matter? You know, I don't know. I don't know. It might want to just kind of lay right right in the groove, real good. Yeah. Yeah. I I teed it, but <laughs> you teed it. Yeah, I. I'm thinking like it might not even need teed, but you know, I'm just so used to teeing everything, but looking at it. Yeah. Like it's speculation. This this is not, this is nice because the, you know, the, the third barb of the treble that's, uh, you know, put on there is, is perfectly staring straight at me, you know? So, uh, very, very nice. All right. So, I did not run any of these baits. I ran the interview, so um, <laughs> my job is done. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I have nothing more to do. So thank you, and uh, I'll see you next time. <laughs> um, who wants to go first running it? What like what? What you guys thoughts? You know, any surprises? Let someone someone kind of go. I'll one run of with you too. Come on. Since you describe it, I'll go with with my fishing experience, and you can go with yours if you'd like. So uh, this is actually the very first bait of all of them that I ran. And I so, can't believe Steve's going first on my show. What? Uh, and he looked at me. S- he cued me up, buddy. He, I got the nonverbal cue. <laughs> I, I, I I gave the the, the finger point. I'm. He gave, <laughs> well, no. So you went first with the description. Andy's oh, responsible for the interview, and he made a giant mistake. <laughs> well, I'll yield the floor to you. That's cool. I don't mind. Just okay. Hey, Steve, go. we're going to let Vance talk. Vance right, has the right. floor. I ain't going to listen to Andy's nonverbal cues anymore. Okay. Now I'm going to make the decision that I want Steve to go first. <laughs> okay. Are you pointing at me, Vance, that I can't see? I am. I am. Okay. All right. <laughs> Is right, there we're live. Any way Go. that we can make this show bad? <laughs> Thank you. Thank Let's you, take that avenue. <laughs> <laughs> How can we make this terrible? <laughs> All right. Well, so, with your kindness, Vance, I'll go first. <laughs> okay. All Good right, job. So... We just wasted two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, all right, I'll get us back on track. Okay, I'll be professional. I'll stop laughing here. Okay. All right, so when I took this bait out, again, I, I naturally just went um, trolling with it. I, I And so what I did with a lot of the baits, I ran them at different speeds uh, progressively up just to see how they, they reacted. And so this bait, <coughs> excuse me, is a very buoyant bait. When I hit it around three miles an hour, uh, what was unique about it that I noticed is it had like a nice tight wiggle, but every once in a while it would kind of kick out like a little bit of a walk. It wasn't wandering like crazy, so it stayed tight, but every once in a while it kind of did that uh, kick to the side, which I suspect, you know, from a, a following or triggering standpoint, that's that's a pretty good thing, you know? What, what Was it like patterned or was it just like I'm going five seconds and boom, and yeah. then 10 seconds? right. It wasn't like, oh, it was, you know, some of those wandering baits go back and forth or some of them will kind of stay steady for two or three seconds and kick out. It really had no frequency consistency to it. It'll run straight five, six seconds and kick out, and then it might go straight two seconds, kick out, then like eight seconds and kick out. But so, Okay, this kick out, are we talking like two inches or mm, 20 inches? No, 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 about six. I'd say about six. And, and then it just gets back in line. Back in line, yeah. It's just like, you know, like maybe a six-year-old in the amusement park. You're like, yeah. hey, you're walking with me. Where'd you go? <laughs> Get back in here. Yeah. Get back here. Get back, yes. And then they come running because, you know, they're afraid someone's going to steal them, the bad man. Or get eaten, in this case, yeah. So... <laughs> So I thought that was unique. I thought it was probably a, a good fish uh, triggering feature um, with it. So uh, it held its line pretty good, and I'd say mid fours is is uh, where it really ran. You know, up to about mid fours ran. Is, is where you got it tuned at? Yeah, I'd say four point oh to four point two. I mean, it worked all the way up. Don't don't get me wrong, but it just that seemed to be kind of its wheelhouse speed right there. So um, so from that standpoint, again, I, I thought it looked good and. You know, I was texting Andy while I was reviewing some of these baits, and he said, well, try casting it. I want, I want you to cast fish it for a while, which, again, never really entered my mind. I just assumed it was a trolling bait. But like was mentioned, when you cast it, obviously you can do a straight retrieve. But the way I seemed to, to like to fish, it was almost like a suet. You know, you kind of you kind of rip it down. And it since it was really buoyant, um, it allowed you to kind of do that rapid pace fishing over, like, weed edges or weed beds, uh, submerged weed beds, just to kind of – it kind of ripped it down. It wouldn't go too deep because of the lip. Like you mentioned, it's not a, a real uh, aggressively uh, straight-out lip. It's more kind of vertical, and, and it would come up pretty quick, and you just kind of rip it down. And, and so I think it has some potential there if you're, if you're going to cast outside okay. of a straight retrieve. So when you ripped it, um, what kind of action would, would, the, would the lip put on it? Just a tight, like like a tight... Uh, like like a tight rattle trap type wiggle? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it would be a tight kind of tight wiggle and then it would come up pretty quick and you just you know you can rip it so again it reminded me a lot of a suic even though suics don't have that lip and they don't do that kind of rapid wiggle like this would but similar buoyancy similar uh rise rate and i think you could fish it in a, a similar conditions okay our advance your turn well made point so i got a hold of these baits uh earlier in the year uh prior to uh the guide season because uh greg wanted me to try them out, you know, get, get them some fish pictures, uh, things like that. So I was, he had, he had the giant lure and then he made, of course, this, this, uh, little spud and I wasn't going to be running, um, you know, a deep diver. The big in jam. The shallow, in, yeah. In, in, uh, in the shallow waters of Pima tuning and snag up a beautiful bait. So he sends me this little bugger and, uh, you know, I was, I, I was impressed just from the start, you know, just being like, okay, this isn't, uh, you know, a tough shad or something like that. I'm going to take care of this thing a little bit. 
So when I first put it in the water, you know, when I first picked it up and we discussed this, it looked like a Twitch bait to me. I was like, this is this this bait could be casted, you know, but I know it's he's making it for trolling. So we're going to we're going to troll it. But <clears throat> as Steve alluded to, he, you could do multiple things with with uh, with casting this bait. But uh, it was prime tuning. It was extremely early in the year. Um, you know, water temperatures were anywhere from 45 to 55 um, and fluctuating with the weather. Uh, so I tend to go just a little bit slower that time of year um, uh, because of that. And uh, this bait uh, ran exceptionally well at low speeds during my time on uh, – Pima tuning. Now, when I say at low speeds, my low speeds might be fast speeds for somebody that's out in the Midwest. So it's a uh, relative term. It's a relative term. It, it certainly is. And I, and I think we, we don't th- I think we uh, forget that sometimes because I know when I'll, I'll watch a video or something and be like, you know, we've troll at three, two to three, six. I'm like, what in the world? I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, okay, it's all relative. I'm like, stop being a dumbass. But so this thing's, it is exceptional at, <clears throat> at low speeds. So you can run them low, you can run them high, but. At slow speeds, I use this as like my big bait in the springtime, you know, seven inch. There was a profile to it. Running it at the slow speeds, it would kick out. Uh, and I would say that Steve's, you know, correct there. But when when you're going fast, when it was a little bit slower, I would probably get like a foot to a side and then come back. And then a foot to the side and then come back. And it really wasn't, you know, how people say hunting to find center. It was just randomly doing this uh, out of nowhere. And it was it was tuned correctly and everything. Uh, but this was just naturally what what this lore liked to do um, for for me. And uh, I liked it. I ran it. It caught a giant fish uh, for Pennsylvania standards uh, and some other ones, too. And I got to give, get him a, uh, a photo of the, the great big one out of uh, Pennsylvania. But um, so that was early in the year what I was um, what I noticed uh, from it. Um, so my slow speed might be somebody's extremely fast speed. Um, now, extremely fast speeds uh, on this bait, you know, we're talking four two to four five is my my extremely fast speeds now this thing ran differently obviously when i was when i was going faster it was tighter it was thumping a little bit di- uh differently it was doing that same kick out but it was like steve said only about like six inches seven inches something like that it seemed like a bait length where it would just go out a little bit come back in go out a little bit come back in um and i and i thought that was uh yeah that's that's neat stuff uh when, when you have that random uh, kick out. And uh, so I was, I was happy with it. Um, to get it to go extreme speeds, 
you know, like your, your five mile an hour where people are always talking about their, you know, trolling five mile an hour. I don't think I've ever trolled five mile an hour. I don't think I've ever done that, but if you, if you would do, uh, you know, like five miles an hour, the bait does different things when, when you do that. Uh, you know, I mean, just it, looking at just, the geometry of the lip, I wouldn't think that five is, is what you would want to, if you're buying a five mile an hour bait, I would not be like someone looking at this is not like, this is the bait for five miles an hour. Exactly. So when like a believer lip or mm-hmm. a legend plow or, uh, the old legends, Mm-hmm. Uh, the bug eye baits like I wouldn't pick that up and be like you know what nope I'm not doing it because I I troll five mile an hour all the time you know that's just, just this isn't it um but yeah not all baits are meant to go five mile an hour like those believers and things like that um but regular musky baits and regular speeds and you know different seasons we get to fish a little bit early out here you can consider that late winter for some people this thing is is versatile so you can fish it you know in super cold weather um and during the summertime as well okay so so let's uh let's go here i'm going to give a sliding scale for the action one is the super tightest wiggle you can think of almost it's so tight that you, it doesn't even look like it's moving, but you can just feel the frequency up the rod. And 10 being the biggest, widest, wobbling body roll you can think of. Where does this bait fall on the crank baitiness? Five. Yeah, I'd say, I was just going to say five, but I didn't want to go first because you don't want to be yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> Thank okay. you, Steve. Okay. Yeah, there you go. We're going to, we're going to call it a five on the crank baitiness. Yep. Crank baitiness. New term. <laughs> Airness. Oh my gosh, the Air Guitar Championship. <laughs> yeah, and okay, if anyone's curious, baitiness is uh, spelled B A I T Y N E S S. I've made it up, so I get to choose the spelling. <laughs> the Y in there. Nice, nice putting the Y in there. Yeah. That's right. Just like, yeah. you know, J Y L L E is, you know, the new Jill. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyways, uh, how deep do you think this thing goes? Like, if if you're just running at normal spread, and I think it's a shallower running bait. Um, Give me a number. I'd, I'd say with 50 foot of line out on my setup, with the tip just on the water line, I would say eight foot down. Do you do do you agree? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Yeah, I, man, I'd say less than ten easily. Yeah. Okay, so we're we're gonna just gonna do that. We're gonna do less than ten foot running depth, and and that is not scientific on our end. It's just where do you feel this falls? Okay, so Vance, when and where would you feel this thing shines? I like it for a bigger profile in the early season, um, and again. You know, this is his small bait, but in the early season, this is a big bait for me um, That's that has a little bit of scatter to it. So I love it for uh, the cold water in the spring months, uh, pre-spawn, like it. Okay. GMS. Well, again, I'm not a, a seasons of a troller, but I, I agree. It's a, Since you're not hitting those relative really fast speeds with it from a trolling standpoint and size 
Uh, again, that spring, early summer kind of deal. But if casting, I think you can use it all summer, hitting those submerged weed beds till they come to the top because you can just kind of stay on top of them. So that would be my uh, probably recommendations for seasonal use. I'm writing this stuff down because I like to do a wrap-up. All right, so Lila Spud, uh, relatively new bait made by Greg. Um, let's see here. It is a through-wire bait, aluminum lip. It is the more economical bait of his line. It complements his bigger bait, which I think he's more known for, which is the jammer. It's made of yellow cedar with a lot of epoxy. Very clean finish. It's a well-built bait. The hook hangers are unique. Uh, trolling, you're going to be on that from our testing. The lower fours is probably going to be the top speed, but it runs really good in the threes. Uh, Vance and Steve uh, both like it for trolling would be cold water, early, early season, pre-spawn type conditions. Um, and Steve likes the idea of ripping it, casting all the time. Crankbaitiness is a five and the running depth is less than 10 foot. So um, look up Lila Lures um, on social media. I believe what's Instagram account. I'm not sure about anything on Facebook. I don't have anything written down, but find him on Instagram. And, um, you know, big thanks. And uh, we appreciate it. All right. Didn't we used to, didn't we used to do like 10, 10 out of 10 on paints? Like where would you rate it? We we did, but we have also kind of not followed the I give same. It, I give it a ten. Okay, we got a ten. Yeah, very pretty bait, definitely. Yeah. All right, so I don't even have a sheet for this bait because um, <laughs> I didn't interview myself. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, our ten inch raptor. Uh, basically, it's a raptor. It's ten inches long. We jammed a rubber tail on the back of it. Um. You know, just kind of like our 8-inch Raptor with the 8-inch soft tail. It, uh, the soft tail on the 8-inch, it, it's always kind of been like this, well, what is it do you want? Do you want that third hook to, to get the fish to, uh, you know, have three extra points to, you know, possibly hook them? Or do you want that subtle little wiggle action of the tail? Which, you know, then you got to put yourself in the fish's position. Like, okay, if you see that little tail doing anything, does it really trigger you? And there, yeah. we'll never know the answer. But we've had enough people ask for a 10-inch soft tail or, you know, this or that. So we ended up uh, kind of making it more permanent in our lineup. Uh, the 10-inch Raptor has probably been around, oh, goodness gracious, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. I don't even know. Um this is how good I'm, I'm failing miserably on my own stuff. I know. This sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, guys, just if you look at it, d do it if you want. I mean, I'm not going to hold I, a gun to your head. Just. <laughs> I think we specifically said that we needed to market these a little bit better, too, and we were just falling flat on our face. Well, I, here's, here's the thing. is like I would rather, and, and this is in the back of my head, so I'm just going to let out my thoughts. If I do a better job marketing my stuff, I feel I failed everyone that donated baits. I feel that like I want to I want to highlight the strong points of everyone's and I'm just going to be like, "Yeah, we make some stuff, you know, if you like it." That's what I say. Too. <laughs>
I'm like, look, if you want it, you can have it. I really don't care. I mean, <laughs> I mean paying us is optional. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just whatever. I mean, it's just my time away from family that all I have wrapped up into these. <laughs> my kids are growing up without me. and <laughs> This would be a good time to be honest. <laughs> like, let's... Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, it's, it's a dive in. It's a pull bait. Uh, you've heard us talk enough, and if you've been to the shows and listened to us talk to, you know, uh, any customers that have questions and stuff, it's it's a pull style bait. It's going to be nearly neutral buoyant, um, and I've thrown them a little bit, so I guess I can say I tested them, but not enough to be like, hey, I'm I'm have anything fresh in my mind. Um, it's it's a scaled up eight incher, and uh, the tail's scaled up and. You know, I, I feel we hit a pretty good balance with this tail, and um, you know, here's here's another solid point. Everyone buy this after me say me saying this. it's a bait. I'm probably not going to throw much because I don't fish. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my endorsement from the guy who paints them. <laughs> the paint, gosh, I mean, you could hand a bomb an airbrush and, and probably do a solid job. <laughs> My my creativity stopped when I figured out how to paint a perch in a minute forty five seconds. <laughs> now it's just a race to the clock. So uh, there's two coats of epoxy on the top. It is a resin bait. Uh, you know we we mold this thing. Uh, it's it's not injection molded. It's a cast product. Um, I guess you could troll it if you want, but you don't have to. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, nice. So, I'm trying to think That's... if there's really anything else. Um, I know Steve. Steve might be a little bit more optimistic than me in this category. Oh wait, we gotta let Vance go I was first. Say, Vance. I'm not gonna say a word here. <laughs> yeah, I'm on a roll me, here. I'm selling these. Let me uh, let me interject here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go this time first, Steve. Um, I liked it. That's all I can say is I enjoy this bait. Is it something that I'm going to hand off to people often? No, because the eight inch just seems to be our bread, bread and butter at Chautauqua Lake for the, uh, the rats that we fish for. Um, but when I throw this thing, it's freaking awesome. It gets deeper. Uh, the thing back, like it's deep and it's backing up at the same time. Like it's actually rising a little bit more. Whereas, the 10 inch hard body uh, pool style bait, like big swoop back to it, big swoop back to it, where our eight inch and our six inch is more of like a big jerk bang back to it bang. Um, and when you do do the pools with our hard hardtail 10, it kind of disappears down there. It almost feels like it's directly under the boat, like if you would have a sinker. Uh, on an, on the end of a line or like a bondy bait. Uh, that's your line angle. It points with it. With this, this kind of gets back into being um, you can you can jerk this thing a little bit uh, better and be more aggressive with it just with that little adaption with the tail. Um, and uh, Th- this would be a good part for me to interject. So anyone out oh, there yeah. that. Um, if you don't know this, if you put a rubber tail on any bait that has to rely on momentum, okay, gliders, jerk baits, 
Bucktails, not so much because it's not relying on momentum. You are going to have that bait. Energy is going to be eaten up. You are going to get a better glide with a glider without a tail. It's just the way it is. It's not going to be like, man, this bait, this bait really doesn't work. Let me throw this parachute on the back of it. Wow. It walks three feet extreme to extreme. It doesn't work that way. So what tends to happen is when you put a rubber tail on a bait that, you know, can run on its own after you put energy to it, it's going to become a little more subdued with craziness and it's going to track straighter because it's constantly pumping the brakes with that tail. So that, that's kind of what Vance is saying. So continue. Yeah. Um, and that was the first, I would say neutral thing you said near positive about our tench. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, another thing yeah. about these things is they take so much freaking epoxy compared to the eights. <laughs> I, I have to watch when I mix my epoxy that I don't run out. I like yeah, to have 40 on the wheel, like... not 34. <laughs> Yeah, I know how you you are like with with the epoxy and like you like to have just enough. Like if you if you finish your list, it's like wow, that was awesome. I mixed that perfectly. But now you, you throw these into the mix and you're like, oh my, you're looking at that cup like, mm, you know, I don't know if there's enough in there. We'll and, see what happens. Okay, so you're right with that. So what I always try to do is when I have baits that are ready for epoxy, I'll have tens, I'll have my eights. And what I'll do is I'll get half the wheel with eights because then I kind of got a feeling like, okay, I got at least half this wheel full. Then I start throwing some tens in and I do them in, in uh, an even numbers. If I have them odd, there's no amount of trying to leveling this thing out. These things weigh too much and they've got too much leverage on my wheel. So they're either two, four, six, you know, obviously anyone can count by twos. But then to help mitigate my epoxy usage, I have to throw in some sixes. So I'm like, I'm getting low. It's time to do sixes so I can, because sixes take like, like nothing in the epoxy world. So they just, they throw a monkey wrench into stuff. But anyways, I'll think of more things to complain about. So another way this paint sucks. (laughs) Uh, you know, the soft tail on it is wonderful. It, it follows the uh, the back perfectly uh, on this. You know, we really hit it out of the gates with that mold. Um, there's not like a big uh, difference. It, it doesn't transition into a grub that has been cut right. off and put on there. This is actually the mold was we, we our 3D model. We, we removed the tail section of it, added our own grub tail uh, geometry. I'm not saying it's special. It's just a grub tail, but the body it matches. So it flows and it holds the contour lines. Yeah. And another thing is we make tails now. That's another thing. We're horrible at marketing. Um, we have extra tails because I know everybody wants extra tails. We have those. We'll have them at the show season too. If we don't tell you that, please remind us. <clears throat> Cause, Cause we're, we're awesome at our jobs. We were oh, just, just <laughs> really, really bad this show season just awful i remember look like thinking back and i'm like i should have just said we had tails i don't know why we didn't i told somebody that a six inch raptor got down 10 feet i was out of, i was way out of sorts it was crazy um but this this lore gets deep the 10 inch uh with the soft tail a lot of it seems like uh, across the way uh that people gravitate towards the soft tail 
more than the hard bait. And, uh, you know, this is your opportunity to have that soft tail on a giant jerk bait, um, that gets down there and sits very nicely. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to make it a point to throw more of these things. Um, coming up here, there's no reason that these couldn't do just as good as the eight inch Raptor does. You just got to throw them, you know, they throw what you, they, they eat, eat what, you, what throw. you throw. Yeah. And, uh, uh, it's it's an exciting bait. I really really enjoy this this bait. I like it a lot. Okay, Steve. All right, so I'm going to give a completely unvested and unbiased view because I have no uh, <laughs> no stake in these lures except for the uh, fact that I like to fish them a lot. So Andy hit on a few things with the eight inch. I, I'm a bigger fan of the eight inch uh, non or the hard tail or the non soft tail because. Regular. The regular because it has a little bit of more of that erratic left and right where the soft tail, like Andy says, it dampens that side to side or any type of kick out energy and it's more of a linear bait. Now in the bigger size, uh, you know, the regular ten inch has a big thump to it, it kicks. But this one, it has that movement that I really I really like the the movement this has. So it does a little more kicking, but that tail keeps it a little bit in line, but enough of an action almost matches the regular eight. Man, I loved fishing this thing. I was surprised because I thought it would be similar. And, again, they all work well. They all have different actions. But I really, really uh, liked how this bait worked. And Ban, you know, I'm not going to reiterate everything Van said, but, yeah, it's deeper. It has that uh, great kind of uh, tracking to it. And it has, it, it, like he said, it has a little bit of a backup to it. I don't know if it's the, the buoyancy, the tail, or what that generates that. But, daggone it, that's got to be a trigger. I think it's it's – I was pleasantly uh, surprised with the action of this this soft tail ten, and 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 I'm I'm definitely going to put this in the uh, arsenal because it, it's just flat out fun to fish. Oh, and in the paint job, I'm giving it a, a ten. Can I do that? We're gonna Very we're nice. gonna we're gonna drop the uh, the first digit. <laughs> 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 we 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 have to run to the to the nearest whole realistic number. Uh, this is a this is a uh, orange belly perch with an orange tail yep. uh, that we'll be putting up. Yeah. So and, that, so that color, yeah, that, that is, that's important. Orange belly perch. That is like the number one seller in our eight inch soft tail is uh, orange belly perch. Don't ask me why, but it just smokes the white belly perch when you look at it. Like I, there's something magical about that orange belly. It's the same perch. It's just <laughs> orange on the belly. I paint them at I the exact it. same time. Orange belly perch smoked fish during that early season in June. I mean, that was the color to have. It, it just it it always will be too. That's uh, but yeah. Anyways, so um, since I'm not taking any notes on this one, <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so I don't even I, know. It, like I I could say this if you throw our eight inch baits often. This is much, very, very similar to that. Yep. Is it a man killer because it's bigger and a little heavier? Not, not at all. No. Okay, so basically, it's it's an eight inch raptor depth with a with the with the soft tail. Uh, I wouldn't say depth, but I'd say action. It, action. it gets deeper than an eight inch, but it it has the the kind of the, the erraticness of a regular eight inch, but in a soft tail larger version. Okay. Yeah, but nice. 
All right. Where would you guys, uh, when and where would you run it? I would go, I'm, uh, you know, fall deep, deep weed edge, even in the summer on the deep weed edge. Love it. Okay. Yeah, I'd go exact same. I mean, that, that definitely, even off weed edge, you go out, you know, two or three casts out and, and probably hit some of the open water. It would work nice. You could surf rod it in 80 foot. <laughs> Cast it up <laughs> into the patio of some of those fruit. nice homes. <laughs> it's stunning off of 40 foot bridges. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cast it as far as you can off 40 foot bridges. Make sure you put, work the rod tip straight down so you can get some kind of depth. <laughs> Practice your swan dive on Atlantic Rays. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's what we're that's what we're throwing in the pot. Though I'm going to give a teaser. We got something brand new coming in on the last show. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so may, maybe I'll I'll be a little more excited with that one, but. So anyway, that, that, that's that's the stuff that's the stuff that we do, you know. <laughs> you know, we're making these baits. I mean, if you want them, you can have. I really don't. I don't give a shit what you buy. I mean, the, the colors are just meant to catch you guys. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know why? What's the meaning of life? What's it matter? <laughs> Why do I wake up every day? <laughs> no one Dude, appreciates it's, it's weird, it anyway. It's weird though, like because you know we're we're very like creature comfort with uh, our lineup now, and uh, there's things that change, and we're making new things, and it causes. It's not extra work, but it's just, it goes against the grid a little bit. You know, we have to adjust all the swimmers now. We're talking about smaller glide baits. Now we have a 10-inch soft tail. Uh, we have a 6-inch soft tail. It's just all, like, curveballs outside of us being, like, 8-inch Raptor. Yeah, so also I guess what it kind of kind of comes down to is we start offering more stuff. I have, have to, to inventory stuff. more stuff. Yeah. We get orders that are not just like, hey, I'd like to have some 6-inch Raptors, 8-inch Raptors, and 10-inch Raptors, you know, from from retail outlets. Now it's like, hey, we want 50 of every style of bait you have, and you're just like, I don't even have what, I don't even have like one style made. And, okay, well, there goes the month of May. and. Mm-hmm. It becomes overwhelming, and it's almost like you know. At what point do you have to sit that sit back and be like, "You're growing too big for your britches, son." Like, yeah. I mean, like you said, I think I cracked the code on that uh, that little uh, six inch glider, and I just don't bring it out because I'm afraid of what it'll do. Like, I know, and I really want that, like terribly. I know, and then we also have something that I don't know. The two people that have tested it already think that this could go next level stuff and there's going to be people out there think it's the dumbest thing in the world but i think that it's it's like okay crap how, how am I, i'm only one man <laughs> i do, like, to do this for there's, three there's a lot there's a, there's three of us here there's three of us but what i'm getting at here is 
um, packaging uh, emails with the uh, retailers, shipping, and and things like that. I'm not. It's all well and good to have a whole bunch of boxes of bait sitting here, but it's still like it's daunting. Like uh, Steve, what what was I doing when you walked in tonight? Wrapping a box I'll with tape. Packing, packaging <laughs> up a box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so. It's it's it just it gets overwhelming for one person at this point. Um, it certainly does when when we're on the water. That, I, I yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing, and I know that you yeah. could have just kept driving home that that thing, but I was meaning like eight months a year. So yeah. Anyway, so and it's it, it actually is kind of, it's it's kind of anxiety driven too because you know we show season's going to be like right here, and we have like all these different baits, and that's why we've like market this ten inch so shittily. Uh, is because I hope we, we I hope we improved on that just now. <laughs> well, I'm just, just being honest about it. You know, we we always you know shot straight with our stuff, and uh, but it's like okay, we could go into show season with four different four different baits right now, and then you're just like, that's there's so much that goes into that. And it would just cause so much stress for all of us uh, to do that. Um, and I don't want to do it, you know. So we had we developed one new bait, and we haven't said a word about it. <laughs> like it's... No, we haven't. But then we also <laughs> got, like, the 8-inch swimmer we're working on. You know, yeah. I, I want to do the 10-inch swimmer, like the, the revamp on that. You know, we talked about the glider. We you know, we've talked about a couple other little things, but we're not going to talk about the one quite yet. But um, it's it's too much. It's too much mentally. You know, you just got to take like baby steps. Can't just come out with everything at once. What the uh, famous man said to Boss Shad, uh, you have to keep something for yourself. Mm-hmm. However, we don't have any of those things. <laughs> yeah, we 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 have we have a lot of good theoretical things that are half prototyped right now that I'm just like I don't dare open this box because because when I do, you just might as well evaporate three months of my life. <laughs> it's it's uh, best to keep them buried. Those would be great podcasts if I just like secretly recorded our phone conversations. Like, hey, Andy, what's up? How are you? Uh, Vance, no. <laughs> have you ever <laughs> fallen out of your bed? <laughs> <laughs> you were having nightmares about. Oh, dude, that was so hysterical. I mean, I was I was in stitches laughing about this. Oh man, I just showed Steve and his eyes went huge. Dude, what? what? No, okay. Can I describe what I just saw? There's a bruise from his elbow to his armpit on the underside of his arm. I said it looked like a shark bite. Yeah, dude. What? Are you kidding me? That's how our conversation started yesterday. Was this like a bunk bed? What did you fall no. off a bridge? It's me getting old and like messing up my routine on how I it like eject from the bed in the morning. Jeez, buddy, that that looks wow. And then you see this one was Whoa. from the night before. What the? So okay, I'll describe the other one. It's about 
four inches circular bruise with a center puncture. Did you hit something? Something hit me, and it was a rod holder. Oh, my God, dude. So all these new bait ideas are making Andy just wake up and hit the ground running and being paranoid. Like or, all the or not putting your feet and letting the nightstand rip your elbow. Jeez. Looks like you're in a car wreck. It's unbelievable. I mean, you essentially said that you like shot out of bed and then just hit the floor. Trying to grasp for the bedpost. This this is the bait review, and we're media professionals here. (laughs) So wait, okay, obviously not. Wait, I'm sorry to derail this, but so it looks like a truck hit you, which seems sounds like it was the bed stand. At what point does your wife get up calling nine one one because you're you're on the ground? Barely even looked at me (laughs) as I was laying on the ground saying, "Ouch, ouch, ouch." (laughs) She did later comment. She goes, "I would have been swearing up and down." (laughs) And all you did was say ouch (laughs) imagine springing out of bed in the morning and then completely biffing on your feet and then grabbing onto something trying to and then missing (laughs) what did your wife do i mean i was like but she startled did she also pop out of bed and yeah there was no aid sent my way she must be used to this Oh, there's Andy again. He just smashed his face ouch, off something. Ouch. Ouch. He's, he's, ouch, a, he's ouch. a beached porpoise down there. It's <laughs> flopping in the carpet. No no reaction. Squealing. <laughs> there's Andy again. All right. I don't know how this relates to the raptor. I don't know. Except but, for the it, fact it, that it, it mimics my life. Jeez. That's that's you would do that more often if we dropped all these new baits. Yeah, I, I would. I would love to just have these battle wounds. <laughs> I li- like after after it happened. I'm just like, I don't want to look in the mirror right now oh, because man. I was expecting. You ever cut yourself so bad that you're like able to recognize the down. cut, and then like three seconds later, it just starts. I was waiting. I'm like, we're getting new carpet. That's all I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, how long did that happen? Yesterday morning. Oh man, it's, it looks—it's crazy. It's huge. It—it—I it, 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 got very lucky. Jeez. Let's just say that much, because that could have been the side of my face. <laughs> yeah, you'd be Scarface now. You'd have to rename the whole company or something. Uh, I would—I'd look really cool if I had a big honking scar up from geez. like. You would. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> This is teeing us up perfect, as we are like really good. Well, that was our part of the plug. Yeah, you know, was, that was that was the commitment our review, that goes so, into like, these baits. That's what it is. We can we can talk about that now. We can like snap back into <laughs> you know, hot men. Okay. <laughs> if you didn't hear it, I just I just uh, like organized the papers by tapping them on the table. <laughs> Very sophisticated, David move. Letterman style. Okay, uh, Jake Laktovic. He um. He donated the next bait. It's the Shad Nat, at, and I had to spell that one out. And he did say that this is a Pittsburgh name. So, um, if, if I if I get it wrong, I'm just I, I apologize right up front. Um, kind of a crazy little backstory here. Uh, Jake actually took a trip right around 2014 with Todd. So he's he's I'd say he's a local boy. Um, he's he's down the Pittsburgh area. And um, 
he kind of started like in the same roots that I did. He he made some baits because he needed to save money from losing them bank yanking. You know, and that just kind of really sucks when you pay all the money and you get it hung up on some tree stump or something like that. And, you know, if you make them yourself, yeah, you got some time and whatever into it, but it, it hurts less than, uh, you know, you just bought that fancy new bait you've been waiting to get and then now you donate it to the... Uh, you know, to the cold fingers of the, the river there. But um, so he started out, he made a homemade glider. And when he finally got that thing to work, um, it uh, he, it was a challenge initially, you know, that, to get that glider. But when he got it to work, the first fish he caught on it was a walleye. So, you know, then later on he did end up catching muskies with it. But that's kind of one of them weird bycatches that happen every so often. So, you know, the chances of actually catching a non-target fish with a muskie bait, it's not very high. Um, his friends started seeing him catching fish. And then, uh, you know, they kind of kind of crept in and say, hey, can you make me something? And, uh, you know, that's kind of how it started. It's He kind of makes the, the baits, uh, you know, more baits as demand grew. And 2019, he kind of started you know, getting some stuff dialed in right, right before the, the C one nine hit. And, uh, he kind of just, you know, makes them, makes them for fun. Um, it's not like he's trying to go full production on this. And, um, you know, I'm going to kind of hit it up here. Instagram is Lactovic underscore lures. If you're going to look up on Instagram, so be sure to check them out there. It's L A T K O V I C underscore L U R E S. Um, but anyways, the shad gnat is uh, a five and a quarter inch long crankbait. I know I talked about a glider early on, but this is a crankbait that he, uh, he makes, uh, the color as he calls it is yellow perch. So it's a perch pattern bait. Uh, he plays around with different types of wood. Uh, the one, the bait that we actually have is a maple bait and, uh, He's kind of switched since, but most of them now are made from a cedar. Uh, he does uh, tout an epoxy epoxy coating on this. It's a screw-eye bait, and all of the new baits have VMC hooks. So it is a crankbait. Uh, so we will rank the uh, crankbaitiness here later on. Um, yeah, pretty much this is like a little hobby that he likes to do. So... With that, Vance, the bait's in front of you. If you want to kind of give a description here. Five and a quarter inch, but a big profile. Um, you know, you can think of like a five-inch tough shad. This thing dwarfs it a little bit. Um, it's it's a larger profile bait. Um, really, really clean. Uh, nice paint jobs, nice scales. He put some fins on it. He orange the tail. Um the lip is pinned, which is huge for somebody that's just making baits. Uh, he's this, uh, Mr. Lactovic is paying attention, um, to, to the times. Uh, like I said, pinned lip, you know, Andy compared it to when he first started making baits, you know, and, and that was whatever, you know, Oh seven, Oh, Oh eight, whatever it was the green weenie. Mm-hmm. And it was like your standard grandma looking bait. You know, you just put some paint on it, some screw eyes in, good to go. This 
it is essentially doing the same thing, but with all the information out there now and, and, uh, startups like this, this thing is, is, uh, is really well made and he's paid attention to some details that are extremely important. Um, appearance wise. I love it. Great, great tie toe point on this thing. Um, it's a through the lip. It's through the lip, but like the, the, uh, the angle of the toe point, um, is really, really good. It's, it's situated nice and low. Um, from center, if you will, of the bait um, and its nose. It kind of has a protruding nose, um, this bait. Um, but the tie point is really, really nice on it. Um, and it, it makes it do some crankbaitiness things that we will get into. And he even put glitter in the epoxy. I mean, this guy's paying attention. Really, really nice. All right. Um, and like you said, it's five and a quarter, but that's the body, not the overall with the lip. Sometimes people... Uh... Right, yeah, the body is five and a quarter. Okay. I think the cool kids like to say, like, you know, with the lip, 10 inches or whatever it is, but just say, what, five and a quarter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so, uh, Steve, is there anything that you want to add to the, like, the appearance that when, when you kind of... Uh... Well, had possession of the bait. So again, aesthetically very nice. The 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 fin, the, there's like an orange fin on the side. It, mm-hmm. it it almost looks like translucent, you know, like a a, a fin would be. Uh, and again, the glitter is really neat. Uh, the the tie point is unique. It comes out almost like under the belly, and then kind of ninety degrees up through the lip. Uh, and like Vance mentioned, we'll we'll talk about the whether it's the tie point or what. But this thing does some wild stuff. So beautiful looking bait. Uh, well well crafted. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You know, when I'm looking at those toe points in, in baits, like I really don't care where they're coming out of. I want them to be secure, which this is. And I want it to be, I want it to make sense from the center of the bait of yeah. where this thing is actually going to be pulling. And, um, this was, uh, well thought of and, uh, very, very nice. So, yep. All right, and then uh, let's let's talk about how this thing ran. So, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. I'll be quick with this one. Um, I thought it ran wonderfully. Uh, you know, this I, I was shocked with how how good it actually ran with with picking up a five and a quarter inch bait that has like like I said a very larger protruding front, and then it kind of tapers to the tail. This thing. It thumps, but it has this awesome tail kick that's very, very visible at high speeds where it's just going left, right, left, right, left, right. That butt end of that bait might be kicking, uh, you know, like two inches, but the nose is staying like pin tight thumping, if that makes any sense. So the front of the bait is So it's almost like pivoting off off the tie point. Yes. Okay. Like really, really nice action. Um was super surprised with it uh and yeah i i can't i can't speak highly enough with it with this uh with how the tail kick is on this thing that's what stood out the most to me um hardly had to tune it uh guys doing some really nice work so uh, that's what i have to say about that steve what would you say 
So uh, from the standpoint, so I, again, as I said, I ran it from like three up to five mile an hour, and and this sucker wandered like crazy. It was just awesome. Like Van said, it has this tail kick, but the whole thing would kind of scale back and forth. And I had it on a short leash when I was running it, and it, it might have been wandering 15, 18 inches off a five foot line. So it, it was, and I kept cranking up speed, thinking, okay, this sucker's going to blow out, and it just didn't. That was five and a half, and it was, it was really all over the place it was awesome I, did, I just, did it continue I, to do that as you let line out or did it kind of tame you know get get in line better well i, I don't know i didn't let more than 10 feet out because i was videoing it so i didn't like run these like okay. vance did vance did more of a fishing expedition with him i was more of a study data, yeah studying data collection type of uh mentality with it mm-hmm. but it, it was impressive so I don't know. Your crankbaitiness on that's going to be real high for me because that sucker, like Van said, it not only had the kick in its own wiggle, but then that thing just was walking all over the neighborhood. So it was it was impressive as heck, and it held held strong at high speeds too. Held really nice at high speeds. I was so comfortable with it that I actually put it in the spread for for about an hour, and I put it in my outrod. And I was I was running pretty short lines, so the outrod and the down, down rod were relatively close. They didn't tangle once. Um, th- this is a very impressive running bait. Uh, just to touch on it again. Okay, so one being tight, ten being really wide. The crankbaitiness scale. What's the number? I mean, I gotta go. You know, rookie score. We're using round numbers here, but I'm gonna give it a nine. Man, eight or nine, definitely. Yeah, this thing, this yeah. thing's a, oh, it's good. It's nice. It it had a little bit of everything. A little walk. Yep. A very tight thumping nose and this like wild tail kick. Yep. Like it was this thing's. There's a lot going on when this sucker's running. I'll tell you what. If if one thing's it's not going to trigger a strike, something else will. It's got everything in that. In that, <laughs> a nice that. reference. That was good. Yeah. Bringing it full circle on this one. Okay, <laughs> when and where would you run it? Where, where do you think this would shine? Where Where is this thing's gravy? Uh, inland lakes, high speeds. Okay, so when? And any time of year. Any time of year. I think it's an any time of year bait. Um, but, like, my, my perfect would be, like, you know, a summertime trolling spread lure. Speed. Okay. Steve, no, I I agree. I think uh, your summer, this sucker's going to shine when you're hitting those high speeds, and it, I think it can go anywhere. I mean, any any lake, you know, these the smaller baits, and, uh, and and yeah, I mean, again, spring it could work. I'm sure in the fall it could even work. But uh, if you're if you're looking for speed as a trigger and all the other crazy actions, summer summer gold there. Do you feel that its smaller profile would would hinder it from more of a fall spread? You know, no, because like I said, it's kind of like it. It's five and a quarter, but it's big. It, 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 does it swim bigger than it is? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's kind of like like the Fredhold War Pig, where you're like, oh, it's a five inch bait, but it's like an enormous bait. Uh, that's how this is. Uh, it's you know, when I think of a five inch bait, I'm thinking of like a tough shad, mm-hmm. something like super small. Yeah. This is not. This is not that. So I think it's like a a, a nice 
all season long thing. I think it would do fine in the fall too. Yep. Even if you went with slow speeds with this thing, I think that tail kick would even go even more. Boom, yep. boom, boom. And uh, you know, that could be that could be a uh, a trigger. Well, you guys want to add anything else before I give like a, a roundup on this? No, I love that name. Uh, <laughs> I do the, too. Shadnat. That's our local area, so it's representing good bait. All right. So if you are interested in seeing more, look up on Instagram, uh, Lactovic Lures, L-A-T-K-O-V-I-C underscore L-U-R-E-S. So he kind of does this as a hobby. Um, this is the five and a quarter Shadnat. It's out of Western Pennsylvania. Um, doesn't really kind of keep any inventory or something like that, but, you know, reach out to him if you're interested. Um, the bait that in, in question that we have is a maple bait there. A lot of the new ones are made from cedar, epoxy finish, screw eyes, VMC hooks. It has a big shad profile, uh, pinned lip and... The tie point is through the lip. Crankbaitiness scale, one being tight, ten being wide. Vance gave a nine. I'm going to average Steve's at an eight and a half on the crankbaitiness scale. Uh, Vance thinks that this is an anytime bait, but it would really shine in the summer. And uh, same thing with Steve. It swims bigger than it is, so don't be scared to use it in the fall. How deep do you guys think it goes? Just guess. Uh, I think I think it actually gets down uh, deeper than suspected. I you know I would probably say fifty foot of line, four and a half miles an hour. You're somewhere uh, in the uh, ten to twelve range. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the exact same. I, I, yeah, I think I don't know if it gets down beyond fifteen, but I think you can get get beyond that ten easily. Okay. Yeah, and who, yeah, who knows what the what the different wood now? You know, maybe that's why you changed. You wanted to get to get a bit deeper, better, whatever. But uh, great bait. All right. Well, and just to refresh, if anybody knows, like what we're doing, this is the bait review. It's the second year in a row we're doing this. Um, people are graciously donating. Bait makers are donating baits to us. We will then sell them, and. All the proceeds go towards uh, the minnow funds. Minnow fund for Pennsylvania. So um, yeah, we're not keeping um, any of this, and um, yeah, yeah well, this is uh, this is all donated. We're not keeping any any of uh, any of this proceeds. We're just doing this um, kind of highlight different bait builders and make fun of ourselves. And I got to say, whoever gets this lot is lucky because there's just a lot in it with the big casting, the casting trolling, and then the trolling bait. So I think this, this is a, a good lot to bid on. So, Yeah. And uh, are we still doing it in like the, uh... yeah, I'm going to do it on the same way I did, did last year. It'll be uh, a raffle on future of our muskies on uh facebook yeah we're gonna have to you know i don't know when we're gonna do that if we're gonna hold off and do them all at once i mean we haven't worked out those details yet but i know last year there were some people that were discouraged because they were having a hard time getting in mm-hmm. and finding that so we we need to do a better job of, of, of pushing where this is going to be so uh, i don't i don't anticipate us trying to 
to uh, raffle these things off anytime here relatively quick. We'll probably have at least another show in between, and we can uh, kind of push that. So. Yeah, but remember, it's going to be on um, future of our muskies. So if, if we mm-hmm. get some messages, whatever that is, a Facebook page, you can message us. And if you're not part of that group, we will get the moderator to invite you. Um, also, we probably could do something backdoor with it, too. You know, if you're not a Facebook person and uh, you still want to be on in it, we, you know, you can donate and then we can start the, the list and have your name on there and just let you know how everything played out, too. Yeah, more than likely, that's how we're going to go. But maybe maybe it'd be a really good time to, to kind of review and some of that. I know we might be able to work with uh, Three Rivers on something. But um, anyways, that that's where we're at right now. We'll keep you updated uh, when we figure this out because, as you can tell, we're back to being really professional again. <laughs> well, dude, we were great at that. I mean, we just went off and were ourselves for our own bait. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, just so you know, my airbrush arm is injured. <laughs> I'm on the injured list. I, I am no longer a starter, but I'm now a bench warmer. Yes. Oh, oh, is that a, is that a thing where I have to get in the booth and start painting everything now? That's right. I'm injured. Very... I'm in. I'm ready right. to go. All right. So, everyone uh, that stuck with us this long. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Big thanks to Fat AZ Musky Products, uh, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Croix Rods, Vix Marine, Ranger Boats, and Aqua Traction. And Steve? Yes. Your plug? Oh, SH Fishing Sticks. Yep. Custom Rods. That's the man. All right. And with that, um, what's that, Vance? Okay, now I'm getting back feed, but that's all right. We're at the end. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for listening. Good luck fishing.